Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It is Friday morning, the 9th of June. A very good morning to everybody listening to us across the Resonate Broadcast Network through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville. Good morning, Charleville. 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longridge, 4GC Charters Towers and the Hot Country Network. Good morning to you. So much to get through this morning. Very busy show. Uh, it's a Friday, so Senator Susan McDonald will join us and we are going to start to press on why the government buried this Brittany Higgins case. It is really starting to unravel uh, for the Labor government and it just goes to show the handling of these kind of situations, how they try to bury things and now the questions are being asked. We'll talk with her very shortly. Peyton Fitzsimons from Ray Watt Rural will join us. Uh, a great friend of mine, Gus Wallen. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's the founder of Got You For Life, this mental health program. Uh, we'll quite catch up with John Walters as well uh, from Rural Aid and much, much more. It's Friday morning, the 9th of June. You're with Ben Dobbin on Rural Queensland today. Senator Susan McDonald, she's first up. She joins us next across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. It's Friday morning, the 9th of June. Let's start the show um, with Senator Susan McDonald, the... Minister for Northern Australia, um, and and a very dear friend of the show. Senator, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, it's just terrific to talk to you, Ben, and um, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I've got to start, and I, I, I'm starting to get very, very concerned. I, I will say that I have a massive le- level of sympathy for Brittany Higgins, and obviously something at some stage has gone on and no one really will ever know the full truth. There's denials from both parties, um, from Bruce Lerriman, uh, Brittany Higgins makes claims. But the big issue that I have with the whole situation that is now being played out after an inquiry is the lack of transparency and the back-alleged deals and conversations that took place prior to the court case, prior to the settlement, some of the text messages that have been released about trying to finish off Scott Morrison and the calculated attack that that looked, that needs to be investigated because there are ministers there that have made denials um, and if the text messages that are correct and we are yet to know if they are true and honest text messages would suggest very different to some ministers who've claimed they've had no idea or contact around this issue. Well, Ben, this is why it is so important in Australia that we observe the rule of law that we have, that we have a a process that protects the innocent, that we do not politicise what are, you know, matters before the court. Absolutely. And, you know, from what we've seen uh, playing out now, the, the disclosure of the the use of media, the the politicisation of a, you know, of a of a court trial that, you know, had the has the ability to send somebody to jail. You know, this is incredibly serious stuff, and to try and manipulate the the outcome at the polling booths of what happens to, well, it to did. Senator, political it did. processes. It yeah, did. people I'm talking to now, and I say this genuinely today. I don't know, and this is not about Brittany Higgins. I mean this genuinely. I I feel for Brittany Higgins. I think she was poorly advised um, at different levels, but I really feel for Brittany Higgins. But would it have been different? The the attack on Scott Morrison and and 
the agenda that was driven from different media outlets about Scott Morris and the Prime Minister at the time, if this doesn't happen like this, just say that Scott Morrison is championed in the public as a great father that he was, as, you know, a, a great husband that he was, that he is loved and, and, and that he is a good dad and, and all these things that are, we know are true and, and not spun the other way because of political agendas because there was something far greater. That changes the outcome. I was talking to a, a very senior figure yesterday in Canberra who said absolutely that changes the narrative at the polling booth. Now, somebody's got to be held account of this. This was absolutely driven from within. And, you know, there have been lives that are deeply affected, none more than Brittany, Brittany Higgins, mind you, and Bruce Lerman. And both of them did not deserve the way this was played out under any circumstance. Well, and this has been the age-old problem uh, for women who are the victims of sexual assault um, that now there will be women who are reluctant to come forward 100%. because yep. uh, Brittany Higgins' case was um, was politicised to an extent that we will, exactly as you say, we'll never know the truth. We'll never know what happened. But we've got... Uh, two people whose lives have been destroyed. Uh, they never had the opportunity for the case to be properly heard in court uh, and uh, for a political process to be completely abused uh, through the the actions of uh, a couple of players, whether it be um, some, some uh, high-profile people in the media, some high-profile politicians. Um, I, I've, I've heard of people behind the scenes who've had you know, hands in, in coordinating this very political attack on Scott Morrison and the coalition. It was 100% um, calculated. Uh, uh, once they got, I'm not saying the, the event, but once they got wind of what had gone on, it was calculated to Scott Morrison and it never stopped from from countless things. And, and there were there were countless players in it. And you know what? It worked. It worked. He lost the election. And I'm not well, saying that's the only thing, Senator, that, that 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 caused Scott Morrison to lose the election. I understand that there was some, you know, there's issues. But you talk to anybody. I, I, I talk to the best dads, the best mums, the most proud feminist women that I know in my life, and they all absolutely agree this reeks from within. This is rotten, the whole situation. Well, it absolutely does because they very nearly, you know, they hospitalised Linda Reynolds. Yeah. The attacks in the Senate, in the in the media, um, and and you could see them checking their phones, getting text messages from someone. You know, do this next. It was, it it made a mockery of our political system. It made a mockery of our legal system. It's destroyed lives. Uh, it's destroyed a political process. And I think that, you know, when we allowed cameras and performance into, into Parliament House, uh, we destroyed the, the fabric of what, yeah. you know, was of our democratic process. Uh, but this is, this reeks, it stinks, it is uh, horrible. And, and as Australians, we should ensure that these, this institution of, of our democratic process be held to a higher account and I can't believe now that the Prime Minister is saying that this can't be referred 
to the to the anti crime uh, the anti corruption commission. I mean, now he's going to try and protect this whole process because sure. he's been caught out. You know, I just think that this is the first the first example of 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 just this terrible manipulation of process of of destroying people's lives, and now it should be put under the spotlight. Exactly. Peter Dutton, Peter Dutton has done the right thing by calling for that, but Anthony Albanese, he's going to be held to count on this as well because people, we do need to know who, who knew what. Um, I'll leave that there. We could talk about that all day. It, it is a dog with fleas. Same job, same pay. Federal Labor's proposal. Um, wow. Uh, yourself and Peter Dutton um, um, and the Shadow Cabinet I uh, have been in Townsville um, and listening to North Queensland issues. Wowee. Talk to us about this. Well, Ben, I don't have to tell you or anybody who's listening today about how tough people are doing it across Australia. Families uh, struggling with the rising cost of living with increased interest rates, uh, every turn, insurance, electricity. We've got increasing inflation uh, and, and people are doing it really tough. And that's not just families, it's businesses. So having run a business myself, I know the stress that, it, that you're under of, you know, electricity costs, insurance costs, wages costs have just jumped up. You can only pass these, these expenses on for so far until you, you're charging too much for your product. People just won't pay what it is starting to cost. And so this pressure on businesses to keep going, to keep employing people is enormous. Small businesses in particular employ roughly about a third of Australia's, uh, create a, a third of Australia's jobs. And yesterday, we were at a terrific business um, and, and this description of this same job, same pay, which the unions, they've been lining this up for years. Uh, because they don't understand the pressures it is for people who are trying to keep the doors open, employ their uh, people, and supply a great product to the customers wherever they may be. This, so will, put, this will put businesses out. This will put businesses out. This, this absolutely, will, will, absolutely jobs, ruin jobs. Will go with if this gets go. going. So absolutely. So why can't so you they see imagine, that? What, what's behind it? Is it the unions that are behind it that want the mining industries to prosper? Some of these big multis who are all is is it to try and get everybody under the same banner? Is that what it is? It absolutely is. It's about power. It's trying to have more union members uh, at a time when when union membership is declining because. People have had a gutful of this lack of understanding. It used to be, I think, in, in d days gone by, that there was a better understanding from unions that when a business does well, employees do well, everybody does yeah. well. But this, this, can you imagine having somebody who's been a welder for 20 years, having to be paid the same amount as the apprentice who's just got their ticket? Yeah, it's just yeah, silly. You know, that, is, that is rubbish and it's, and but this is what the unions are doing. We're going to see super go up, wages go up, electricity go up, uh, insurance go up. All of these the, the price of steel's gone up by 170 percent. And while all that happens, uh, the unions going to sit on people's shoulders and say we're going to we're going to turn the screw again. And and they don't care about the jobs that'll go. They don't care about the businesses that'll go to the wall and the mortgages that that collapsed because somebody has had to shut their business. This is incredibly serious 
And I cannot believe that the Albanese Labor government, oh, I they can. do not understand investment. Oh, and yeah. Well, they're going to destroy this country and they're doing it fast. So, I, you know, when people say to me, oh, but they'll get two terms at least, I go, we cannot afford this government. They are killing us. Yeah, Senator, you're dead right, and it's a great flag. Thank you so much. Um, we, we really value what you bring to this show every week, um, and thank you so much for what you're doing for Northern Australia. The, the big issues, and people listening to us this morning understand them. Thanks so much for being with us. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Ben. Have a great weekend. Rural Queensland today with Ben Dobbin. That was Senator Susan MacDonald. Not far away, Gus Wallen joining us. We'll talk with John Walters as well as Peyton Fitzsimons. This is Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Friday morning, Rural Queensland today across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, not far away, Peyton Fitzsimons, the Livestock Manager for Ray White Rural uh, National, will join us. We're also going to talk with John Walters from Rural Aid who will join us. Mental health is such a big issue in rural and regional Australia. Um, we understand the cities and we understand that there is a lot of help there, but we need to raise way more awareness in the bush. Lives are lost and many of us have lost friends to suicide and it's about prevention, it's about raising awareness. Well, if you're watching the State of Origin and you look at the State of Origin, you'd see a bloke by the name of Gus Wallen who is the founder of... Of gotcha for life gotcha for life is one of the great mental health programs that is taking place i think it's arguably the best and it's gaining a lot of momentum well we're lucky enough for the first time on rural queensland today to have the great gus wallen joining us this morning on rural <laughs> queensland today gussie thank you so much for giving us some time mate um i know your work um is extremely busy and and weekends you're at charity events you're trying to raise money but Take me back to the beginning, mate. Take me back to how Gotcha for Life started. Yeah, thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. And uh, good morning to all your listeners. Yeah, I lost a friend of mine, a, a dear friend, a bloke who was basically like a father figure. He was. Uh, he would have been 70 yesterday, actually, so a bit, a bit of a teary day yesterday um, thinking about the fact that he wasn't with us. But, uh, yeah, he was a father figure of mine. He took his own life on the day that his third and final child finished their final year 12 exams. Um, when I went and actually tried to find a note, I went to his desk and just saw a huge circle around the date. It was like that was the date that he just had to get to, the day that his third and final child had finished their their schooling. So it, I did what most blokes do, Dobbo. I did nothing. I used to get drunk on the anniversaries. I used to shout and scream. I was angry. Yeah. And then one day on Triple M Breakfast, when I was on with Maddie Johns and MG for many years in Sydney, I decided to be vulnerable. And I spoke about my mates and so many people then came to me and said, you know what, I feel the same way. I, I've got this problem. I've got this issue. And I realized how many people worry alone. And I worry, and it then got me thinking, you know what, it's in just in a small version of people on Triple M in Sydney, there's all these people worrying alone. I wonder how many actual people out in Australia are worrying alone. And I've sure. realized that over the last six years that we all worry alone way too much. So I did a, TV program on the ABC called Man Up, which is still available for your listeners if they want to check that out on the iView. And then I started Gotcha for Life, which is uh, all about suicide prevention, getting the suicide rate down to zero. And I've been doing that for six years. I've raised just over 13 million so far. And I've given that back to people that work in suicide prevention. And you're right about the rural areas, Dobbo. Like, you know, the numbers are twice as bad in rural and the services just aren't the same as you get in the city. 
They're just not. Can can I ask you, Gus? I mean, the numbers asked. When we've talked a lot about this, and you and I, we, we, we've had. We've, I've been lucky enough that I spend time with you, so I get to, I get to hear about them. It, it, it is, it's harrowing just how full on this is. I mean, you know, people listening today that we don't even know are going through this, and I mean, they are improving slightly, but. When you talk about regional Australia and and Queensland, we're the hotspot. We're the mecca. Um, yeah. Is, nah. is it because we don't have the services? Well, that's one part of it, Dobbo, for sure. But also the the isolation and the feeling of um of just not quite having um, the future that they want, or perhaps they think of, or the weather just completely smashing people. Have the work yeah. very hard, have the grand plans, and then the weather or something will come and and smash people in rural Australia. We lose seven blokes a day, every day, and two women every day. So that's nine Aussies that wake up this morning that won't wake up wow. tomorrow morning. And on top of that, Dobbo, there's 65,000, 65,000. So that's Suncorp completely full, plus another 15,000 um, that will attempt suicide in Australia every single year. So that's one every few minutes. So when you think of it like that, you realise the stats are shocking and they're real. And like you say, we did have a slight decrease last year, 5%, which was 170 people less, but still over 3,000 people took their lives. And that's double the road toll. So if people died like that on the road, we'd ban cars. You know what I mean? So it's time for us to not just be building awareness, but building action plans around our sets of friends, around our communities, around our villages to actually go, you know what, what am I going to do about it? What am like, if you look at the problem right around the world, it's huge and it's massive, but what can I do for my family? What can I do for my community, my footy club, my cricket club, whatever it might be, stepping up to the plate and being a bit vulnerable and realising it's okay to be human. It's okay not to have all the answers. And we're not puffing our chest out every single day. Just leave a little piece of yourself to be human and a bit vulnerable. And I think that's okay. We're, we just haven't done that. We've been told to man up and shut up all our lives. Well, it's time to man up and speak up just with the people that you love so you don't worry alone around all the stuff that life throws at you. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, can I just talk to you quickly? People who are listening to us today who there's always fundraisers and people want to – and look, there's some like Life Flight, Royal Flying Doctors, really important charities, yeah. you know, rural mm. aid even. But th- this is one that doesn't get enough awareness. Now – You've partnered with the NRL for the state of origin, and you've been yeah. involved like that. But just because you're at the, at the at the absolute pinnacle doesn't mean that you're not going to go out to Roma or or, or out to Cloncurry for a, for a workshop and, and events. There, you've got a crew there, and people can get in contact with Gotcha for Life. It's very much it's you, Gus. It's what you believe in, and and and, and no place is too far. No place is too small. That's right. No place is too remote. Like, we'll go wherever we need it to go. And it really just needs someone to contact us at Gotcha for Life. Just chuck it in your Google. It'll all pop up and just let us know of an area that you'd like us to go. We, we spend about 75% of our time in rural Australia because that's where, like we said before, the services aren't quite available. And we're not just a letter drop service, Dobbo. We just don't turn up once a year and go, there you go do your best and we're certainly not standing there going hey we're from the city and we've got all the answers so you better listen to us what we're saying is that we've got a uh, a system and a workshop that that we have put out there to everyone over the last five or six years and everyone invites us back every three months or so 
people will have us back. We then become a part of the community. We'll get some fundraisers going. We've got to get the Gotcha for Life logo on the local club's jersey. Then one yeah. of us will turn up and we'll do the workshops. It's like a very personal service. And like you say, we're building nicely, but I never want to lose that personal touch and personal service. So if there's anyone listening and you think you've got an issue, or even if you don't, get it, get hold of us. Let's, let's organise a fundraiser. Let's organise some workshops in your community in town. Like in Orange in New South Wales, just in the last week, we had a we had a black tie ball on the Saturday night, then we had a teacher's workshop, then we had a mother's workshop, then a father's workshop, then we had a kid's workshop. So when we come to an area, we do the whole area for a week. And, you know, we come back every single year. We come back every few months, whenever you need us, mate. Yeah, I, I look, you don't have to sell it to me. Got you for life. <laughs> um, what we should mention as well is Gus Wallen is one of the leading cricket commentators in, in Australia as well. You would hear him uh, on the airwaves. He loves his cricket as well. But this is a genuine, genuine, uh, unbelievable organisation. Gotchaforlife.org. People listening today, I know you Google it. Think about it. Have a look through. Um, I, I couldn't endorse a foundation or an organisation more with what they do. And we understand we've all lost loved ones and people mm. that we are so close to through suicide and we need to stop it. Prevention is the key. Um, yeah. Understanding it is the key. Gus Wallen, legend, thank you so much for being with us this morning on Rural Queensland today. Dobbo, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Looking forward to game two, mate, up there. Sitting right next to you, hopefully, just yeah, like we did in game yeah, one. Yeah, mate, I've got the seat reserved for you, brother. You know that. Good on <laughs> you. Good on you, Thanks, Thanks, mate. Brother. Rural Queensland Bye. today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. We'll take a break, come back with more. Come back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Um, what an awesome chat we've just had with Gus Wallen and Gotcha for Life. Just awesome. Uh, the National Livestock Manager for Ray Watt Rural is Peyton Fitzsimons. He joins us this morning. Fitz, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Morning, Ben. How are you, mate? All right. You've been away for a week, mate. A snapshot of Northern Australia, mate, and then in parts of it, um, compared to where you are this morning in Dolby, the season is unbelievable. Yes, mate. It, cert- it certainly is, and it's, um, it is unseasonal in some areas. Like I was out as far as Julia Creek there through the week, and um, you know McKinlay, Julia Creek, Longreach, uh, Hewland and Richmond, all in that area. There is a very, very impressive body of feed there. Uh, it's not green, like the butts of the grass are still green in some sections, but, you know, a wonderful, like a wonderful way leading into winter. Mate, there was like daytime temperatures out there, which are, are seasonal at the moment of up to 34 degrees. I know I was in Julia Creek last Monday or Tuesday, and it was it was 34 there. But and not as many as you and I have spoken about, Ben, not as many cattle and not a lot of stock in those in those regions is obviously people that are restocking, um, you know, with caution and just waiting to see where this job is because there is there's plentiful levels of grass out there, but just not a lot of stock. Yeah, and, and not a lot of stock out there. The market's coming back considerably in, in around from Roma in and even in the central. So... Why are they not? Why are they not back into it? Is it is it just to wait and see where it hits to the bottom, or are people cautious about it just forgetting to rain again? Well, I think there's a combination of both. Then I think you know there's there's a, a wonderful season out there, and we all know that those seasons don't last forever. Uh, these uh, these producers out there that if they haven't already uh, been directly affected by the uh, the price, the cattle prices hitting south and their last trade hasn't been healthy so they're you know they're very you know they're showing a lot of optimism towards not going not going back in and rushing back in if they haven't had a bad trade they know someone that has so I think there's just a lot of caution to the wind uh, and 
in that neck of the woods. It's been a long time coming. This you know this big season, so they're just going to uh, they're going to make the most of it and, and look after it for as long as they can. Yeah, and 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 that's a really a, a really smart situation to be in, isn't it? Moving forward, people managing their grass. Give me your thoughts on the market. Considerably cheaper in places, lesser cattle really off the play, pace. We know the abattoirs are making money, um, and you know, and rightly so. Everybody's got to make a quid, but it, it doesn't seem like it's all on even keel at the moment. Knowing full well that last year it wasn't, but it needs to get a, it needs to get a little bit more from the improvements perspective. You would think. Yeah, mate, it is. It's harder to pick than a broken nose, mate. To be you know, to be brutally honest, um, it seems to be our turn to be in front of the southern markets. You and I spoke there a few a few weeks ago, and, and you know, in that week where the likes of our Dolby market, our best cows were making two hundred ten or fifteen cents. That same week, they were making two hundred sixty cents at Wagga. Well, now down in Wagga and the southern markets, you know, the best of the cows are just scratching to make two dollars. Where and the best of the cows, you know, the last couple of weeks up here in Queensland have been making two twenty five to two thirty. Yeah. Uh, so it's our time to probably be in front of the market a little bit. There is genuinely everywhere you go. There's not a lot of big runs of feeder weight cattle in the uh, in the market. However, you know those bigger runs of feeder weight cattle, when there is um, you know when there is buy pushback, a lot of those cattle will be uh, will be sold direct to uh, direct to feedlots and also you know fat cattle wise as well. There is not a there's no great big numbers of fat cattle either. Ben, so it's a, it's it's an interesting uh, set of circumstances where there's no plentiful numbers of fat cattle. There's no plentiful numbers of feeder weight cattle coming into the physical market. The season in the western and the north is still very good uh, with a dry body of feed, but the market, um, you know, the market is still struggling and, you know, struggling in a lot of categories. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. And, and it's one that, you know, obviously um, people are looking at. Property-wise, though, mate, this rural job, it goes from strength to strength. That doesn't seem to be deterring anybody. I understand, you know, another interest rate hike is going to slow it up, but the, the appetite for more country is still very real at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is. I know up there at Rockhampton, our, uh, in our uh, central Queensland office, Richard Brosnan, they uh, they did one under the hammer again yesterday, 16, just under $16.5 million. Uh, there was some very good inquiry on that property. The central, the central Queensland properties is, you know, are still moving very well. Uh, Mark Simpson out of uh, the Ray White Billawheeler office, and like Mark's got... Very good listings at the moment, and, uh, and and you know doing a very good job there with auctions. Uh, all those properties going to auction. Uh, you know the inquiry there for those good properties is still there. It is uh, it is a little bit like the cattle job. It has it has softened in some areas. However, the good stuff is still getting plenty of interest and a you know, a lot of demand. Yeah, you're dead right, and um, it's one that obviously um, everybody you know they're not making any more of it. I know the old saying, um, but obviously you know. Concern, um, mate. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. We appreciate it. Um, the, the, a lot going on in in Ray White Rural, and we really appreciate your time this morning giving us a snapshot. Always my pleasure, mate. Good on you, uh, Rural Queensland today. There's Peyton Fitzsimons, the National Livestock Manager for Ray White Rural. We'll take a break. Come back with more. This is Rural Queensland today. On Thursday morning, Rural Queensland Today across the Resonate Broadcast Network, you're with Ben Dobbin. Um, John Walters, Rural Aid CEO, joins us this morning and, and obviously Rural Aid doing wonderful things and we are 100% committed to promoting and, and helping rural and regional Queenslanders and Australians and 
Rural Aid have done that from the very beginning. John, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, recovery from big disasters takes time, and um, and we we should we should highlight that there is still people, you know, and very far in the far north um, of this state that are you know are still trying to get their lives back together after a catastrophic flood at the start of the year. Absolutely, Dobbo, and thanks very much for the the chance to have a chat today and. Um, Look, I, I think that's the really key point that we, we often talk about at Rural Aid is that recovery takes time and, and not just days or weeks. It's months and months. And, and for many people, it's, it's in the years. And headlines fade very rapidly and our focus moves on to other things and other issues. And, and look, they're really important, like issues like cost of living and interest rates and critically important stuff. But as, as a result of that, the, the focus often moves away from those people who um, have all this um, pain of recovery ahead of them, and and we often say at Rule Aid that it's it can be really damaging, or, or even more damaging, to walk away from someone too soon than not help them at all. And so the the commitment that we make is that we'll um, we'll stand with our mates in the bush for as long as they need us, and and we know right now that the job is only part done. So. Um, we we need to be doing a whole lot more for a whole lot longer. Yeah, you're dead right. Um, and the process is that, you know, that comes from money. And, you know, it, it's not like you guys are asking, you know, so you can buy yourself a flash car. This is raising money to try and put back into our communities. That's the big thing that people don't realise and understand. It It is just imperative that everybody gets the enormity of what, what we are actually trying to do day in, day out. Yeah, very much so. Right? And, and we, we, again, say at Rural Aid, it's about giving people a hand up. And it's a very big and important difference to a hand out. And, and we know that people on the land, um, farmers, are, are really proud people. And, and just to get them to engage, to accept that hand up is one thing. If it was a handout that you're offering... I wouldn't have a bar of it and I wouldn't want to have a thing to do with you. So it's a really important um, difference that we, we, we often try to make there. And, and, and everything we do at Relate is absolutely funded by donations. And we know this time of year, it's tax time and businesses, big and small, and, and mums and dads as well, can be thinking about what it is that they do to help manage their financial situation. And, and a donation to Relate is tax deductible and can be a really positive way of making a difference for someone who just needs that little bit of support at a, at a time like um, the circumstances we have in front of us. Yeah, it's pretty, it's unbelievable. Found it in 2015 and people realising it's distributed over $100 million to farmers like since since its inception, which is just unbelievable. What is unbelievable um, is you now have a patron, um, which... I, this makes me terribly proud that that you have now officially announced a patron. Gina Reinhart um, has come on board, which speaks volumes and not only gives you an enormous amount of gravitas from a credible perspective because you've already had that, but, you know, of someone of her magnitude, arguably the richest person in Australia um, and one of the biggest investors in agriculture we have here, to be fully supportive of rural aid speaks volumes of the organisation. Oh, look, and, and we are incredibly excited about it. We, we really are. And we just think it's this great validation of the work that the organisation has been doing. 
since 2015 and doing that hard slog in support of farming families and rural communities. And to have um, Mrs. Reinhardt um, endorsing our work and wanting to be associated with our organisation in the role as patron. Um, look, at, at everyone in, in our team's got a huge smile on their faces this week just thinking about what that means to the organisation, the credibility that she brings to our organisation, and to use your word, um, Dobbo Gravitas, absolutely. Um, when she's associated with, with an initiative or an event or an organisation, people sit up and take notice, and that's what we really hope they'll do um, with Rural Aid. They'll want to know a little bit more about us if they don't already know us. They want to know our story. They want to hear how we've been helping farming families. They want to know that look, we, we it was through drought that we we supported them. We've been there through bushfires and floods, and we're still there doing that hard grinding work just to um to make sure that when when trouble comes, there's someone there to provide a hand up to to people and get them going again really quickly. So we're hugely excited about about her involvement and um and we just think it's a, a a friendship that's developed over the last couple of years and see it materialised to, to what it is today um, is, is just a wonderful thing for rural aid. And, and I hope Mrs. Reinhardt also and enjoys the, the association that comes from it as well. Oh, no doubt. And, and, I think, and I think that goes without saying. What can we do? I mean, from within our own, I mean, a lot of the money that you raise, John, comes from without the bush. But I've always said, and I, I say this constantly to people, if we don't look after each other, we've got no one. And industries, you know, in different parts of, with unions and stuff like that, they're united. As a farming community, we have to be united. It can't just all come from government and from people that aren't related to this industry. So what can we do from within? It's a fantastic point that you make, and it's, and it's true as well. Um, stand with each other, look after each other, um, and look, Australia's been founded on the whole concept of, of mateship and what that means and how we we dig in to support one another. And and I guess we've, again, Rural Aid is a product of that. We've, we've seen it time and time and again. So look, we've got a bit of a campaign going at the moment that's called True Mates. And a true mate is that person who's there not just for, for, for the five minutes, but they're there for the, for the long haul and they're a part of um, everything that you do. And being a true mate at Rural Aid is becoming a regular giver to Rural Aid. And it's, it's that mo- monthly contribution that you can set up really quickly and easily. It, it can be any amount that works for, for you as an individual or your family or your business, um, but it's really important. And it just helps us understand or have a bit more consistency about the work that we do and a bit more um, a flexibility to, to, to respond even more quickly when those situations do come up. and um, Again, just mateship, um, be a mate to rural aid and, and give us that, that, that help um, on a regular, consistent basis. Yeah, I, I think it speaks volumes. Um, it really does. Uh, and it's something long-term that I think, you know, uh, we all need to, to get in behind. Gina Reinhart now, the patron of rural aid. John Walters, the CEO. And uh, thank you so much for being with us this morning, sharing us an update um, and just keeping it front and centre of our mind as well. Really appreciate your time this morning on Rural Queensland Today. Thanks, Dobbo. Welcome to Chess Chat. Good on you. John Walters, uh, we'll take a break, come back. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It is Thursday morning, the 8th of June. On Thursday morning, Rural Queensland Today across the Resonate Broadcast Network, you're with Ben Dobbin. Um, John Walters, Rural Aid CEO, joins us this morning and, and obviously 
rural aid doing wonderful things and we are a hundred percent committed to promoting and, and helping rural and regional Queenslanders and Australians and rural aid have done that from the very beginning. John, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Um recovery from big disasters takes time and um, and we, we should we should highlight that there is still people, you know, and very far in the far north um, of this state that are, you know, are still trying to get their lives back together after a catastrophic flood at the start of the year. Absolutely, Dobbo, and thanks very much for the, the chance to have a chat today. And um, look, I, I think that's the really key point that we, we often talk about at Rural Aid is that recovery takes time and, and not just days or weeks, it's months and months. And, and for many people, it, it's in the years. And headlines fade very rapidly and our focus moves on to other things and other issues. And, and look, they're really important, like issues like cost of living and interest rates, and critically important stuff. But as a result of that, the, the focus often moves away from those people who um, have all this um, pain of recovery ahead of them. And and we often say at Rule Aid that it's, it can be really damaging or, or even more damaging to walk away from someone too soon than not help them at all. And so the, the commitment that we make is that we'll, um, we'll stand with our mates in the bush for as long as they need us. And, and we know right now that the job is only part done. So um, we, we need to be doing a whole lot more for a whole lot longer. Yeah, you're dead right. Um, and the process is that, you know, that comes from money. And, you know, it, it's not like you guys are asking, you know, so you can buy yourself a flash car. This is raising money to try and put back into our communities. That's the big thing that people don't realise and understand. It, it is just imperative that everybody gets the enormity of what, what we are actually trying to do day in, day out. Yeah, very much so. Right? And, and we, we, again, say at Rural Aid, it's about giving people a hand up. And it's a very big and important difference to a hand out. And, and we know that people on the land, um, farmers, are, are really proud people. And, and just to get them to engage, to accept that hand up is one thing. If it was a handout that you're offering... I wouldn't have a bar of it and I wouldn't want to have a thing to do with you. So it's a really important um, difference that we, we, we often try to make there. And, and, and everything we do at Relate is absolutely funded by donations. And we know this time of year, it's tax time and businesses, big and small, and, and mums and dads as well, can be thinking about what it is that they do to help manage their financial situation. And our donation to Relate is tax deductible and can be a really positive way of making a difference for someone who just needs that little bit of support at a, at a time like um, the circumstances we have in front of us. Yeah, it's pretty. It's unbelievable. Founded in 2015, and um, people realising it's distributed over 100 million dollars to farmers, like since since its inception, which is just unbelievable. What is unbelievable um, is you now have a patron, um, which. I, this makes me terribly proud that that you have now officially announced a patron. Gina Reinhart um, has come on board, which speaks volumes and not only gives you an enormous amount of gravitas from a credible perspective because you already had that, but, you know, of someone of her magnitude, arguably the richest person in Australia um, and one of the biggest investors in agriculture we have here, to be fully supportive of rural aid speaks volumes of the organisation. Oh, 
look, and, and we are incredibly excited about it. We, we really are. And we just think it's this great validation of the work that the organisation has been doing since 2015 and doing that hard slog in support of farming families and rural communities. And to have um, Mrs. Reinhardt um, endorsing our work and wanting to be associated with our organisation in the role as patron, um, look at, at Everyone in, in our team's got a huge smile on their faces this week just thinking about what that means to the organisation, the credibility that she brings to our organisation. And to use your word, um, Dobbo Gravitas, absolutely. Um, when she's associated with, with an initiative or an event or an organisation, people sit up and take notice. And that's what we really hope they'll do um, with Rural Aid. They'll want to know a little bit more about us if they don't already know us. They'll want to know our story. They'll want to hear how we've been helping farming families I want to know that, look, we, we, it was through drought that we, we supported them. We've been there through bushfires and floods and we're still there doing that hard grinding work just to, um, to make sure that when, when trouble comes, there's someone there to provide a hand up to, to people and get them going again really quickly. So we're hugely excited about, about her involvement and, um, and we just think it's a, a, a friendship that's developed over the last couple of years and see it's materialised to, to what it is today. Um, is, is just a wonderful thing for rural aid. And, and I hope Mrs. Reinhardt also and enjoys the, the association that comes from it as well. Oh, no doubt. And, and, I think that, and I think that goes without saying. What can we do? I mean, from within our own, I mean, a lot of the money that you raise, John, comes from without the bush. But I, I've always said, and I, I say this constantly to people, if we don't look after each other, we've got no one. And industries you know, in different parts of, with unions and stuff like that, they're united. Well, as a farming community, we have to be united. It can't just all come from government and from people that aren't related to this industry. So what can we do from within? It's a fantastic point that you make, and it's, and it's true as well. Um, stand with each other, look after each other. Um, and, and look, Australia's been founded on the whole concept of, of mateship and what that means and how we... We dig in to support one another, and and I guess we've again, rural aid is a product of that. We've we've seen it time and time and again. So look, we've got a bit of a campaign going at the moment that's called True Mates, and a true mate is that person who's there not just for 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 the five minutes, but they're there for the for the long haul, and they're a part of um, everything that you do. And being a true mate at rural aid is becoming a regular giver to Rural Aid. And it's, it's that mo- monthly contribution that you can set up really quickly and easily. It, it can be any amount that works for, for you as an individual or your family or your business, um, but it's really important. And it just helps us understand or have a bit more consistency about the work that we do and a bit more um, a flexibility to, to, to respond even more quickly when those situations do come up. And... Um, Again, just mateship, um, be a mate to rural aid and, and give us that, that, that help um, on a regular, consistent basis. Yeah, I, I think it speaks volumes. Um, it really does. Uh, and it's something long-term that I think, you know, uh, we all need to, to get in behind. Gina Reinhart now, the patron of rural aid. John Walters, the CEO. And uh, thank you so much for being with us this morning, sharing us an update um, and just keeping it front and centre of our mind as well. Really appreciate your time this morning on Rural Queensland Today. Thanks, Dobbo. Welcome to Chess Chat. Good on you, John Walters. Uh, we'll take a break, come back. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It is Thursday morning, the 8th of June. 
Well, that's it from us here this morning at Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network, the 9th of June. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We're back on Monday morning. Ray Hadley joins you next. Have a cracking weekend. And we'll give you everything and all updated on Monday from the weekend's events. Stay safe on the roads. Until next time, when the weed is ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. From everybody here at Rural Queensland today, myself, Ben Dobbin, and the rest of the team, have a great weekend. It's bye for now.